The Mepharshim talk about what is it about seeing. I mean, it's all about hearing. It should have been im shomoa tishmu tishma anochi no sein lifnechem. But he's saying re. What am I giving you? I'm giving you a choice: brocha and klola, blessing and curse. Es habrocha she tishmu. Ah, here we have the faculty of audition. So if the bracha, if you listen to my commands, very nice. And so the Degel is going to dive in. And so he starts that a person is created by God, to serve him. I don't know what that means, tamo. What is an avoda uh, that is tamo? This is what we're going to be steiging on today. Avoda tamo. What does that mean? A person has to serve God, but what is it? He It's quoting from a Gemara in Soita. Achrei Hashem alakechem telechu, Devarim 13.5. Bechi efshelo laodam lahalech acha shchina. How is it possible to emulate the divine? Alo kvar nema ki Hashem alakecho eish ochla. God is a fire. So what do you mean that you can emulate God? Rabbi Chama, Rabbi Chanina says in Saita 14. Elo lahalech acha midosov shalakadosh baruchu. To emulate his characters. His character assets, his mitos. Just like he clothes the naked, so should you. Like he's like he visited Abraham on the third day. You have to comfort the mourners. So that's what he means. Well, the Daigle isn't satisfied with that. That's just the Gemara telling us you have to emulate his behavior. Just like he is a righteous anthropomorphic God, so you have to be righteous. Daigle isn't happy with that. What is this, this avoda that's tamo, tamim? that a person should emulate God in all his midosov. Bechol midosov. Remember I said that word, bechol midos. Like God will dwell with you. That he should be a good neighbor. A good neighbor means that he knows the warts and all. He knows the good and the bad because he's your neighbor. He hears you screaming and yelling at the wife. And he also hears you loving your wife. He's a neighbor. He's a shochen tov. Already he's hinting that it's the mitos, not just the one in Gemara Sota, the nice ones, but the whole mitos of. The zeh shamu talmid of Yochem ben Zakai. The Talmidim of Rabbi Yochan and Ben Zakkai asked him, what is the correct midah that a person should follow and cleave to the divine? And he said, Chad Tov. 
you should be a good neighbor. Perush HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaNikra Tov, God who's called Tov, Yishkon Eitzel Adam V'yadam Kisei Elov Yisbaruch. He should be a neighbor to you. You should be a Shechina, should be a Merkava for the Shechina. You should be a Kisei. You should be a, a throne for God to dwell on you. That's a nice pun on Shachain Tov. Shachain, a neighbor, Shechina. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, very nice. And now the Degel asks the question. That's all very nice. Nice wire diagram. Good plumbing. Be a shocking. Go here. Be next to him. He'll be with you. Emulate his midos. What are you talking about? He's up there. We're down here. How? Give me the wire diagram. How do I do this? Give me the manual of spiritual discipline that will bring me to become a kisei lakodesh baruchu. Okay, first he starts with the typical Hasidic refrain, Yizdakek gufo v'nishmoso. Yes, we all have to do that. We have to refine our body and our neshama. V'skadish adam chushim haruchniim. By sanctifying all our senses, like we spoke last week, the sense of vision, the sense of hearing. By sanctifying, which means makadish atzma b'mar mutaloch, you have to restrict your visual input, sensory input, auditory input. You have to sanctify it, censor it, and that's how you become refined in your body and soul. Va'oz miskadshim imitarim kolei vorovigidim. And by doing that, you are now sanctifying and purifying all your Evorim Vagidin, your sinews, the Ramach Evorim Vashasar Gidim. Remember, there are 348 and 265 representing the positive commandments and the negative commandments, and each represent the number of sinews in the body and the number of limbs in the body. And the Possex says, and then your Machanecho, meaning the camp of Israelites, will be Kodosh. And he says, or. Then you become enlightened. By refining the body, the soul becomes enlightened. That's through the agency of refining. And how do I do it? Through Torah and mitzvahs. All very nice. Very nice. And all through love and fear. Now, if you're able to refine all these anatomical parts, <laughs> then your body becomes a chariot for your soul. It becomes so refined, then it becomes no longer a split between the body and the soul. This one tugging this way, this one tugging this way. But having refined the body, it becomes a merkava, a chariot for the neshama. V'nishmato kisei la'kodesh baruchum. So there's a three-step process. The body becomes refined, so it becomes a vessel to hold the soul, and the soul becomes a light, which is a vessel to hold the divine. Umemele k'sheyesh lo shochein tov, then nothing happens bad. Very nice. And now he brings in his grandfather, the Baal Shem HaKodesh. In a radical Torah, 
that completely upschlogs this. And I had sleepless nights over this. Bezehu surme rava asetov. What? What? You just got through saying you have to refine your body through Torah mitzvahs. Very nice. We still haven't answered the question in the beginning. What does it mean that a person should be madama himself to his yotro? He should compare himself and emulate bechol midosov in all God's midos. Now he's going to tell you something very profound. And this is the meaning of surme rava asetov. Now, we learn that in the Pirkei Ovos, and we learn it everywhere. It means stay away from evil and stick to the good. That's not what he means. Perush, shetosir min hara kol hara shebo. A person should remove from the ra, the ra in it. You don't run away from the ra, he's saying. You've got to go to the ra, schlep him into the base medrash, and take the ra out. Why? Because in the Ra, there's Tov. Very paradoxical statement. Evil has good in it. Evil has energy in it. Yeah. So what he's saying is I need that energy. And therefore, I need to take the evil out so that I can make use of that energy. I need Midos. Remember, we have to emulate God's Call me dose of all his midos. So I also have to do something with my or God's or the reflection of God's midos in me or midos in me that are bad. What do I have to do with them? I have to yefane mehem hara, all my gashmias and chumrias that I have, everything that's not neshama. I have to take away the Ra, the Yagbe Bohem Hatov, and promote the good. Now, he's now going to bring two proof texts for that. The first one is a posuk from Bracious, when Jacob has finally met the angel and conquered it, and God blesses him by saying, Lo Yaakov ye Omer od Shimcha ki im Yisrael. I am no longer going to call you Yaakov. Jacob, but I'm going to call you Yisrael. Very nice. The problem is, and the Gemara tells us in Brochus, It's not like I've switched a rue. You're no longer Yaakov. You're now only Yisrael. Like when Avram became Avraham or Sarai became Sarah, when God changed their names, we never see their original name again in the Torah. But after chapter 32 of Bereshis, we for sure see sometimes Yaakov is still called Yaakov. Why? If it says your name shall not be called, Lo Yaakov ye Omer od Shimcha, ki im Yisrael. It sounds very emphatic. And the Gemara says, but it didn't happen. What happened? Sometimes. It was called Yaakov. So the Gemara responds, well, shame Yaakov Tofel, the shame Yisrael Iker. <laughs> so you're right. But the majority of times it was Yisrael, and the name Yaakov was subsidiary to the name Yisrael. It wasn't the main name anymore. That's how the Gemara gets around the textual problem of 
why we still called Yaakov Yaakov after chapter two, uh, chapter 32 of Genesis. Now see what the Degel says. The Degel says, Perush. What does it mean that Yaakov was still called Yaakov along with Israel? It turns out that Yaakov, which means Akev, which means the heel, which means the lower animate parts of Jacob, the Gashmias part, the uh, part of Jacob that was a, a Ramai, he was a, a deceiver. He still remained, but he was Tophel to his higher self, which was Yisrael, Sar El, Yisrael, he who struggled with the divine. The Bedegel says, Lamidas Legamre. He didn't on purpose negate the Surmeira, the Yaakov, the heels, the, the hick, the heel, the the he didn't, he, he wasn't willing to be Mavatel the Midos. Why? He wanted to, to transform those nasty meadows because he wanted the energy of them into the good. So that they should be vessels for the good. This is the first proof text that the Daigle says, hey, hey don't, don't run away so far from the naughty parts. We need the naughty parts. We need that energy of the naughty parts in our service of the God. By emulating Kolmidosov, and we believe in monotheism, we don't split like the Zoroastrians between the God of good and the God of evil, and within us, the good parts and the bad parts, everything has to be used in the service of the divine. And now his second proof text is what threw me for a loop. He quotes from the Mishnah in Ovos, Pirkei Ovos, the fifth parak, which we, we say in the summertime on Shabbos Mincha, call me sheyesh biyado three tvorim. All who have three of these things, these qualities, mitalmito shelavram avinu. He is of the disciple of Abraham, our father. Now I color-coded it because I want you to look at the structural the literary structure of the Mishnah, okay? So watch the colors. It's three-dimensional. And there are three other things which make him Okay, so there are two types. There are two schools. There's the Abrahamic school on the right side of the tracks, and there's the Bilam school of of theology on the docks, on the red light districts. And each of them have mirror image qualities of each other. They are the exact opposite. What is the Talmidim of Avram Avinu? The diagnosis is three things. Number one, Ayin Tova. Number two, Ruach Nemucha, humble spirit, good eye, humble spirit. And nefesh fala, and a, a limited ap appetite. Very nice. And what is the difference between them and Bilam's school of theology? Bilam's school is based on the three qualities of an evil eye. So there's good eye, evil eye, humble spirit versus haughty spirit, and a moderate appetite versus. Gases Ruach. Okay. 
נפש רחבה, תלמידים של בילוב. עין רוע, רוח גבוה, נפש רחבה. Meaning just uncontrolled appetite. And now we would have thought the Mishnah should have ended there. But the Mishnah carries on. Ma bain talmidov. Ma bain. What is the difference? Ma bain. Talmidit shall Avram and talmidit shall Bilot. Meaning, what is the end of them? So the disciples, me talmidit shall Avram, ochlin ba'olom hazeh. How do I translate ochlin? They both enjoy this world, ochlin, they consume things in this world, and they inherit the world to come. Whereas the disciples of Bilam, they don't enjoy this world. They just inherit Gehenna and descend into the nethermost pit. And the Degel is going to be interested in this second half of the Mishnah. What does this add? Ma bain. What is the difference? You've told me the difference. You've told me the difference is whoever has these Midos, call Mishayesh Biyodo, anyone who has these Midos, that is the diagnosis of which school he belongs to. You could also, you could have probably, they could have a logo, right? Then the logo said, there could be a logo with a good eye, humble spirit, and moderate appetite, and the logo for the Billum school, evil eye, haughty eye, limited. So what am I adding by telling me this? Well, the Pashtus is, of course, I'm adding the reward. The reward from Avramovinu versus Bilam is one goes to heaven and one goes to hell. Yeah, but there's something we just missed. Watch this. The disciples of Abraham, Ochlin. What does it mean, Ochlin? It should have just said, well, they inherit the next world. Like they inherit Gehinnom, they inherit Olam Haba. But here we're saying, Ochlin Here they say, well, not only are they inheriting Gehinnom, but they go into the nethermost pit, Be'er Shachas, where there's no redeeming, there's no getting out of the Be'er Shachas. Do you see the subtle difference? And the Beidegel picks up on this Ochlim Ba'olamazer. The commentaries, in fact, discuss the exact nature of each of these trades. And they bring scriptural examples of each connecting Abraham versus Bilam. And the basic explanation is Ein Tova, which is the trait of Histapkus, meaning satisfied with what you got. And the opposite is an Ein Horo, which is jealousy of others, and a desire to possess what others have. Ruach Nemucha, a subdued spirit, is humility. And the opposite is an uplifted spirit, which is arrogance. Nefesh Fela, a modest personality, refers to the trait of self-control regarding physical desires. And the opposite is a greedy personality that seeks to satisfy every desire. Now, Ma Bain, what is the difference between the Talmidim of Avraham and Bilam? There's a very basic issue here. The Mishnah is contrasting two groups of disciples. It's not speaking literally of students of these men, like I suggested. Rather, Bilam isn't Bilam, Avram isn't Avram. Each of us are both of those. And a disciple is one who follows in the path of Abraham or in the path of Bilam. 
And so Abraham and Bilam represents two opposing schools of thought, each of which has followers. And we are therefore speaking of two different approaches to the same subject matter, right? You have a debate in school, you debate thought in art, and a school of thought in chemistry, you don't have the chemist looking, debating with the artist. If there's a conflict between the school of Avram and the school of Bilam, they're both dealing with the same basic issues. And so I think now we must go into what in fact we're arguing about. And now we go into something very, very controversial. And I'd ask you to fasten your seatbelts for what you are about to experience. Shomati Mimoiri. I heard from the Baal Shem HaKadosh, my Zaydi. And everybody knows the Moshe. He doesn't even quote the Moshe in the text of the Dago. I had to go searching for this Moshe. And I found it in the Tzofnes Paneach, uh, Ben Porat Yosef of the Toldos, who quoted his father, and Keter Shem Tov in the Maggid of Mezrich. But the Daigle assumes you know this story, or, or it was censored. Now let's read it together. Shomati Mimori. So I had to get this from the Ben Porat Yosef of the, of the Toldos Yankov his other main pupil, who really should have been the successor to the Baal Sheba Kodesh, but the Magid had 200 students and the Toldos's personality wasn't that for mentoring students. And this is what he says. There was a king who had a son, a prince. Now, in order to become prince, you have to go to prince school. You have to go to Oxford and Cambridge and Gordonston and then go off to Sandringham and learn how to be a military officer, blah, 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 blah. And he invited a bunch of tutors to teach him. He wasn't in the mood, reminding me of Henry IV before he became the prince heir. And he was running around all the pubs of London with Falstaff, right? Getting drunk and whoring, right? He was not interested in any Chachma or the playboys of Europe in Monte, Monte Carlo. You'll see all the princes of Europe hanging around doing nothing. Until he had completely given up on his studies. Now, Giving up on the studies means he will not be able to handle the kingdom because you have to learn political science and you have to learn diplomacy, blah, blah, blah. Until all the tutors gave up on him and there was only one tutor left. Okay, very sad at this point. We're at the bottom. Pamachas, <laughs> one day, Ra ben Amelech he's chasing around with the son, trying to protect him. And he notices, because the boy is just not interested in anything. And suddenly one day, the son sees a Batula, a beautiful girl. And he was completely infatuated with her beauty. And for the first time, 
the Chacham sees a spark of interest in this world. And he rushes to the king and says, King, this little Letz of yours, who's an Oisvaf and he's a no good nothing, I just noticed he's just completely besotted with this gorgeous girl. The Heishivo and the king, in his wisdom, tells him, Im Cain, even though he has this desire and it's totally physical, you know, it's just, it's just a uh, Yetzirah. He's in, he's in love. He's got a Yetzirah. I want you to be clever, be tactical, be smart. Use strategy to make use of this one nascent desire he has for something in this world. And I'm telling you from this, you will be able to teach him everything he needs to know. And he commanded him, Come, my dear, come and enjoy the pools and the beautiful gardens of the king's courtyard. And so he lets her loose in the courtyard, and he lets the young prince loose into the courtyard. And he tells her one condition. And if he wants to seduce you, don't listen to him until he has been macabre from his tutor, one lesson, Aristotle, Plato, politics, metamorphosis. Each time you have to teach him another Chochmah. The Kainoster. And so the, she's, the, she's the beautiful girl. She did what exactly the king asked her to do. The Achazer. And after each time, and he loved her more and more and more, Omra but she put a carrot in front of the, in front of the, Seduction. And every time he had to learn another lesson, another lesson. Until he became exactly what he needed to do. He got his bachelor's and his master's and he went to Sandringham and he did everything the king required for him to become king. He now had all the credentials. And now the twist. Fasten your seatbelts. Once he had become this wise sage of a young man, he became disgusted with the girl. Why? Because no longer was it his horror because she was so beautiful. That didn't interest in him anymore. He now had to marry a prince from another, a princess from another kingdom so that the kingdom should continue. It's a stunning marshal. The Toldus doesn't tell us the Nimshal. The Toldus doesn't tell us what the Nimshal is. But clearly the nimshal is, is obvious. The nimshal is obvious. And the Daigal is using the Yaakov Yisrael paradigm and the Moshal of the Prince and the Batula and says, 
if a person does that with his base midos, with his physical and gashmias and addictions and all that stuff, and he employs that kind of strategy, that in that that tactic by not getting running away from the Ra, but going to the Ra and taking the Tov out of the Ra in our Nimsha, what would it be? He's seducing the girl. But every time the energy to seduce her before, he's studying something until he comes to that deep Chochmah. You could even say that he is, he is getting the wisdom by understanding her tactic. Because after 10 or 12 lessons, he understands. He's got to go and go, go to his teacher for a lesson before he can, he can take her out to the nightclub. But he understands that. He under, he, we have to understand that, the Daigle is telling us. Now you become a Kisei. Why? Because until now, you're half a Kisei. You're the good boy. What happened to the other half of you? And then you become a Shoresh. Now, as I was thinking about this, I go back to the Mishnah in Ovos. Ma bein talmide chachomim, tell Abraham the talmide shabash bilamarosha. We didn't answer that question. What did I need that second half of the Mishnah for? And the answer has to be, that the Talmidim of Abraham are they are enjoying this world. It should have said they are being steiging in the base medrash and they're being prom and they're doing everything that they should be doing. And then they will be It doesn't say that. In a dazzling close reading, the Baal Shema Kadosh and the Daigal here is saying they are Ochlin Ba'olamazer. They are participating in this world of Gashmias. And what's the difference between them? The difference between the Talmidim of Bilam and the Talmidim of Avram is not that the Bilam are bad guys and they're going to hell. That's the Pshat in the in the Mishnah. The, the, the difference is that Bilam keeps the split between good and evil. Okay, I'm a bad boy. I'm in the red light district. I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to hell. Fine. That's my approach to this world. Eat today for tomorrow will never come. But the Talmidim of Abraham are not the mirror image of that. So I needed the second part of that Mishnah to tell me that the Talmidim of Abraham are Ochlim Ba'olamazer that you have to be greedy and critical and an unhappy worshiper. Nothing is ever enough, not good enough, not big enough, not enough. And so how do you take the evil out of the evil? By integrating it, not expelling it or ripping it out. You have to have all the qualities of the student of Bilom to get anywhere in the world worth getting to. This is Jungian Torah in its essence. All the evil in you has to be carefully and properly integrated. Don't waste time trying to be rid of it, because doing that will prevent God from dwelling inside you as your shochein tov, your good neighbor. Don't be the nice guy. The only way to have God inside you 
is to live in such a way that evil runs away from you. And how is that achieved? Going back to that original posuk. Look at how he's saying, reading it now. He is reading, I want you to see, not listen. I want you to see before you all the stuff in this world that goes into your eyes. Brocha uklala. You have to have both the brocha and the klala in you to integrate properly. Because it's only when you go down to Egypt that God promises, I will go and I will come you up. You've got to go into the Egypt. You have to be capable to have that Yetzirah, to be downright dangerous. You have to be scary. You have to be able to kill and maim and hurt and destroy. Or else it's not, going back to what we said, avodotama. It's not a complete avodo. God himself says, I'm the one who puts the klala in front of you. It doesn't come from Yaldabar or a Zoroastrian evil God. It comes from other Rishus. There's no other Rishuyos. We can only live together if you're like me, God says to me. God says in this day, God. When a person is integrated and is using his good and evil qualities, his bracha and his klala, then he acquires the shochen tov. Kishayeshlo shochen tov, dahainu haboyre baruchu, az lo yaguruchara. Nothing evil will happen to you. Why? Because the evil inside you remains in service. And that the evil that normally calls to a man from the world outside him runs away from him. I'll say that again. The evil that normally calls to a man from the world outside of him, eat me, rape me, grab me, cheat me, take me, choose me, kill me, hurt me, then runs away from him. Those options to do evil in the world are not calling seductively to the man because his dark side is already integrated in the service of his higher self. And he cannot be seized by the archetype unawares and led down the path of evil because the archetype can't seize him. The archetype's been integrated because the name Yaakov doesn't go away. It remains at the beck and call of Yisrael to be used when the dangerous, cunning, harmful man is needed. It's a dazzling Torah, and it's such a Balshemtov Torah. It's a different religion than we're used to. I am to employ the evil by integrating it in my soul, because then I have been exposed to it, and nothing outside can ever influence me. So the beginning of Nosin Hayom Brocha Uklala, what is the Klala? It is the integration of the dark side of the self. That's where God, the good neighbor, sits with you. When a person goes down in his madrega, as Rab Nachman says, the Yuridas Aliyah, all the times we go down in our lives, all the chisronas that we have, all the schmutz we have to go through, everything we have to deal with, that is the Bechina of the Klala. That is the dark side of the self, and it is God-given in order to go down and come up bigger, better, stronger, and richer. And that, my friends, I think 
is the key to Elul. Anila Dodi, Vadodi Li. Anila Dodi, that's the from side of me. I want to be to my beloved. But Vadodi Li, he's making more demands on me than just be a nice, good from boy. He wants to be a Shochein Tov. He wants to be my neighbor so that I can be a Kisei to all of him. The dark spheros and the light spheros, I have to be that, that Merkava. We should all be Zoycha to be able to integrate our addictions and our dark sides and all the schmutz and all for the sake of being able to withstand them in the real world. Have a wonderful week. A Chodesh Tov, a good Chodesh. Have a wonderful, wonderful month.